Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. And that little sound is three adorable dogs eating kibbles in the background. Can you believe, sometimes I look around my house and realize that I am a hoarder. You know, when you just have a come to Jesus moment and you really see the truth. Most people don't know that. Most people don't know that. Okay, well, when I wake up and I have three dogs staring at me on my bed, I think, wow, I really did it. I think, um, till now, I always got by on my own. I never really cared until I met you. That's how I feel. When I, I worked my ass off just now trying to cover up Devin's terrible singing with a little. I don't care about my bad singing. I'm actually really happy with it. I don't care what anyone says about it. So today on the pod, we wanted to do a Q&A episode. We threw up in our Instagram stories a little ask me a question box. And we got some intriguing asks. But first of all, we just wanted to say a little thank you to our listeners because we are officially in year two of the podcast. In year two of my period. Um, Caroline has been monstrating this whole time. This whole two years. And it's really confusing and it's really upsetting and doctors don't have an answer. No wonder I'm so emotional, right? I wrote That's that why. joke. Yeah, she she wrote that in and she said, can you like like clap a couple of symbols together and then like do a little dust on a snare drum when I say that. And I go, said, no. Um, yeah. So it's year two. We just wanted to say, we're so grateful to everyone who's listened, everyone who's written in everyone who's commented, messaged, um, shared our podcast. Most people who've reviewed, thank you. Some people, well, <laughs> Maybe you want to think about that. You at least contributed to the page. At least you gave something and it's better than nothing, but it is hurtful and it does cut to the core. And it is interesting that you chose the words you chose. Wait, but, can I please read you one of my favorite new reviews? Yeah, please. 
Okay, we got a review from <laughs> the, the username is just enough with these two. <laughs> Dreadful. One star. Why is this called true romance? It's two uninteresting women who complain about something new each week. Um. Well, we are listen. those are two. That's a question and a statement. I don't know how they're related. Why is it called true romance? Because we we um because um uh, we uh, 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 uh dreadful. We, okay, it's dreadful. Okay, you're right. Actually, now that you mention it, dreadful, dreadful is a good title. We were talking though about how year two is the best year for most franchises. Yes. Specifically, Grey's Anatomy season two, you may know as the season where Denny and Izzy have their uh, tragic love affair that I do watch YouTube videos of set to uh, sure. artists like Coldplay. They'll set it sometimes the to fray. the fray. Yeah, they just set it. Um, Breathe by Sia. They'll just set oh. it to songs like that. And I just like to watch it and cry. Um, Gilmore Girls famously season two is when uh, Rory has an emotional affair on Dean with Jess. Um, that that is, was a part of my sexual awakening. That is what I am planning to do for our year two. I am planning to have an emotional affair on Carolina with a different podcast host. I can't wait to find out who it is. Malcolm Gladwell. Well, he is the Jess Ventimiglia of the podcast world. Oh, so maybe he wishes. Maybe. Who do you think is? Ooh, one of the Pods of America guys, probably. Okay, I thought you were going to say Dax Shepard, and I was going to say Anadinka. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, fine. Conan O'Brien. Conan has a podcast, obviously. Oh, my God. This is crazy, and I swear to God it's true. I had a sex dream about Conan, like, this week. Okay, this week? That's pretty vague. No, it was a few days ago, and I, I am remembering All right, she goes it. from this week to a few days ago. She can't... That's an approximation, Devin. Okay. okay. Wow, okay. is this emotional affair with Dax Shepard already starting? Because <laughs> it sure feels like it. So, Conan O'Brien, like Devin, has proven that redheads can be hot. Thank you. He is... Six four, tall, masculine. The hair looks good. All of a sudden, in person, he has a sexual appeal that just simply can't be denied or described. And I had a dream that we like something was going on between us. I don't know if it was like straight sex, but something was going on between us. Cut to the dream, and it's like he asked her to pass the pepper. That is serious to me. Literally, when men talk to me, I'm like, okay, what is happening? What is going on? Is this a dream? Wow. Well, I love that. I'm happy for that. What's your goal for year two, Carol? Oh, God. Goal for year two? I guess go on one single fucking date. I love that goal. It's a, it's a really it's a really low bar that I may not meet. So I just want our listeners to know that may not happen. But my goal is to have one date. If I feel nothing great, that's very common. And um, if I have sex in 2022, I will throw a parade for myself. All right, my goal is to be the parade queen of your sex parade. I would like to nominate myself right now. I know there's probably going to be a lot of contenders. You're going to have a float for I sure. I want to be on the main float with like all the diamonds. I'm picturing diamonds. I'm picturing a tiara. I'm picturing a sash. Yeah. Carolina's sex parade queen. And so that's my goal. Also, I would like to continue my new way of life, which is meditating with candles that I did for the past two days. I have been sold on the candle lighting ceremonies. Zach Booth famously talked to us about it when he was on the pod. Our friend of the pod, Gigi Swift, also explained to me how it works. 
It's something to do with intention, meditation, lighting a candle. So I think that's um, witchy, which I, I, I've always been a supporter of witches and would love to be a part of a coven someday. And so, yes, I will probably partake. When I say partake, I mean buy the supplies and not touch them. Yeah. I also want to get more involved on TikTok. I, I posted my first TikTok video and it got 16 likes. Well, it wasn't my first one, but it was my first one like since I became you know, like way cooler than I was the last time I posted. What was your last, what were your last views? <laughs> my last one was, I did like two videos of my dogs, cop out, lame, clearly just trying to get attention through dogs. And then I did one that was about the movie Signs starring Joaquin Phoenix. And I actually really like it, Topical. but <laughs> I got so intimidated by how good it was. I was like, wow, this is actually really fucking good. I don't even know how to top this. And then I just didn't post another one for like two years and so then I reposted a new one. I got 16 likes. So I'm going to try to do some more talk. Obviously, it's building. Yeah. Yeah, it's building. Well, we got a couple of inbox requests yes. we need to go over. Number one, a listener writes in, how do I get past seeing an ex move on to a happy new relationship? We work together. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. I want to say that first. Really upsetting. When I read your question, I just went, oh, yeah, that's so uncomfortable. And I think it's, I think sometimes the best advice that people have given me hasn't been advice. It has been more Devin looking at me and going, ah, that's really hard. I went through a breakup, God, years ago, the girl that my ex started dating while we were breaking up and shortly thereafter was a girl I had introduced to him. She had worked for my dad. It was a real sticky pot. And my friend at the time, when my roommate's girlfriend at the time taught me this tool, which was when I was panicking in the middle of the day, when I was so depressed and stressed in the middle of the day, to say simple stuff to myself. So when I was uh, to keep myself focused, I would say, going on my computer, checking my email, writing back to this email. And I was just naming simple actions I was doing. I know this sounds extreme for people who haven't gone through this pain, but it's actually incredibly helpful and necessary. And I would do the same thing when I'd be spiraling, spiraling out. I would go like feet on the floor. I would name things in the room to myself. So lamp, chair, this sounds like I'm quoting Anchorman, but like rug, fan. <laughs> and it just helps you get grounded a little bit into the moment. Um I build stories in my head about how my ex is doing, how any of my exes are doing without knowing anything about them. So you, everything looks happy on the outside. A lot of the times it's much more complicated and I want to make room for the next person in my life. So the best way I can do that is to wish the past well. So I try to calmly exercise wishing all of my exes well and sincerely meaning that, which are two separate things. And um, it's really hard, but it's always led to me moving on faster. I would almost say like, good, he seems really happy. And and I would practice saying that sometimes when people you don't know ask about it. When someone opened up that Pandora's box of asking me about my ex, I'd always be like, oh, you have no idea. Okay, sit down. This is what he did, X, Y, and Z. And as Devin said to me once, like, stop testifying, like, stop giving evidence to everyone on why this relationship ended, why it's messed up. And so now I'm just like, I try not to villainize anyone except for the guy who wrecked my mom's car. Yep. I totally agree with all that advice. And I don't even really have much to add besides I do think that 
trying a new activity to add structure to your life is a fun and productive distraction such as lighting candles buying candles writing them letters in the morning and then lighting them and it's fun um i i really think it's all about distraction and like self-reflection in these times i totally agree the testifying works for a while and then when it stops working it's uh like swallowing poison over and over again yeah. every time you open your mouth yes it gets fun later though when you recap stuff from years back you can still yeah. have the same yeah it's also like at work is such an easy place to like focus on being of service like oh yeah like how can i be helpful to this colleague maybe i should offer to help like i don't know there's just stupid stuff you can do it also makes it sound like we're saints when we're saying that, but believe me when it initially comes from a selfish place because yeah. I just need to get out of feeling terrible and self-pity actually is something that I sink into very easily um, and it does zero service to me and makes me feel worse. So I literally have to get out of it by at least pretending that I'm the kind of person that wants to know how a colleague's day is going and I'll act myself into right feeling eventually. Yeah. Even if I literally can't hear whatever the response is. I'm like, yep, I'm not hearing you right now. I am not hearing you, but I'm going to have to s just pretend I am a good person. Okay. So one listener wrote in asking about Love Island UK. The experiences I've had with Love Island UK <laughs> are some of the most intense experiences of my life. Love Island UK for me is like Pandora's box the the most sinister version of pandora's box where it's like i can't start a season until i'm willing to give up my life for months like that is really what it is i i started watching love island uk years ago when my coworkers recommended it to me and i was like sure like i watched tons of reality shows and like yeah and they were like no 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 you will become so addicted and they told me there were 63 episodes a season because a new episode comes out every single day and i was like Okay, that sounds like a lot. I'm not going to be that addicted to this. What? Cut to me at work sneaking whenever I had five minutes at work where I wasn't doing something, sneaking, watching it in a tiny corner window. Every second of my life, like I brought my laptop around my apartment everywhere I went so I could just be watching it at all times, had to ingest at all times. Um, I had the flu when I was watching the first season that I watched of it and I was almost like excited because I was like well at least I get to watch Love Island all day every single day um it takes over my life I watched last season of UK and I got to the point where I was like using a legal website so that I could watch them on the UK schedule instead of just watching on Hulu um so that took over my life as well and I just I'm not ready to start this season yet because I have this intense job and I just know like I will lose my life I will lose my life I will lose my hobbies I will lose my interests I will lose loved ones like I will go down a hole and so I'm not ready to do that quite yet but it does pop up in my algorithm in my discover page sometimes and I hear those accents I hear those oh yeah we're gonna crack on and I like to flirt I'm flirty and and I start to get pulled in and I say just please 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 give me a second and so I'm not ready right now what is the difference between UK Love Island and American Love Island. Well, I haven't watched American Love Island, but I have I I have compared Love Island UK to American like dating reality shows and the difference is like the camaraderie, I would say. Like it's like they all become on 
in the bachelor and all all these american dating shows are usually about like the feuds like the fighting like everyone hates each other they're competing like this is like i'm in love with him and this is my one day and blah 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 and on love island uk it's always like the women are just like supporting one another no matter what like even if there's like a girl who goes on a date with another girl's boyfriend or whatever in the house they're like you know what we're all we're mates we're mates we're in the smoking corner and I just think that it's a totally different thing where you're like, these people actually really love each other. Like I've learned about companionship from the show. I've learned about friendship. I've learned about female intuition. I've learned about how to be there for someone and how to put your personal feelings aside. Um, the men also have bromances. They get their own spinoffs sometimes. I will say there has been some darkness associated with this show in terms of people dying, but like, I don't want to go there. I yeah. want to just focus on the positive. So Yeah. I want Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. What is our next question? How did you meet and become friends? Well, 
Friends is a generous term. We met in New York City. I believe the year was 2011. And so 10 years ago. 2012. And, sure. Um, so I guess it was actually nine years ago. Um, it was kind of <sighs> a really interesting She doesn't even know the period. day. She doesn't even know the year. Devin was going through a really hard time. I believe she had been um, just, quote unquote, asked to leave college. Mm -hmm. I thought everything was good in my life. Little did I know I was about to go through that infamous breakup that had me do those um, uh, exercises of naming different objects in room that they actually do in the psych wards. And so Devin met me when I was with um, an ex-boyfriend. And I just recognized Devin as someone who was going through a hard time. She reminded me a lot of myself. And I know that sounds really pretentious to say, but I just identified with her. And um, yeah, we we sort of started hanging out. And she, I mean, the funny thing about Devin is that she, and I'll say this about Devin and our friend Chelsea, friend of the pod. When you look at Devin and me next to each other, most of the time it doesn't make sense because Devin like wears makeup and gets her hair blown out and does her nails and doesn't wear as many sparkles as she used to. But you used to be a big accessorizer. You would buy anything with a unicorn on it. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, like, I've always dressed like I ran away from a cult and am in whatever sundress I wore to raise my cult leader's children. Um, I've always sort of had, I hate the word hippie because it makes me think, it makes me sound like I think I'm a hippie. I don't. But I watched Almost Famous at the age of 13 and it did deeply affect my personal style. So we just ordinarily did not look like people who'd be very close, but we got very close. And then Devin saw me like months into us being friends. It felt very quick. I suddenly went through this insane public breakup where Devin found herself consoling me like in the middle of a street while I was dramatically, some would say, on my knees crying because I'd just seen my ex and his new girlfriend together. So it's kind of a vague, weird story. But yeah, we just met through friends and um, we both saw each other at our worst very quickly, which was weirdly yeah. a gift. Yeah. I mean, Carolina really kind of walked into my life as a ray of sunshine with like a bucket hat and a sundress on. We just became pals. I will say that like Carolina I think I've said this before on the podcast, but like she went through this breakup, then like an apartment fiasco where like you lost your apartment, basically had nowhere to stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, lost your job, kind of like all near the same time period. And I just like she never stopped showing up for me as a friend once, like not a single second. And it really changed my life in terms of like how I want to be as a person I just was like oh I want to be like that I want to be able to show up for people no matter what I'm going through and I wasn't that way at the time so next question I we had this question that is thoughts on shark attack controversy and okay, I'm so googling it I actually did google it so I think this might be what it is unless I'm missing something I looked it up there's this whole thing about calling shark attacks incidents instead of attacks Oh, because the shark didn't intend to attack anyone? Okay, so this article from AV Club says, The Sydney Morning Herald reported yesterday that experts are now urging local government officials to begin employing terms like bites or negative encounters for future. <laughs> I had a really negative encounter. Let's see. Maybe we can employ this in our friendship, too. Like what we used to call attacks. That you are attacking that, me right now. That me and Beth would throw your way. You can say just negative I'm encounters. I'm having a negative experience with you too right now. 
I'm having a pretty negative encounter right now. And that is why I'm crying. And that is why I have uh, dialed my therapist. That's one of my favorite Real Housewives phrases. I mean, there's the famous, this is neither the time nor the place, but there's also the you are attacking me. She attacked me. There's also the, I'm sorry that you felt attacked. Well, Crystal just did that to Sutton. I know. That is a class. And they they called it out. They're like, that's not a real apology. And I can see a shark saying that. I'm sorry you felt attacked. But I was hungry and you were there. <laughs> the person in the ocean was like, you attacked me. <laughs> and this was neither the time nor the place. This was my son's first birthday party. Really? You're going to bite my leg at my son's first birthday party? Wow. Okay. The shark is like, I'm sorry that you felt that way. I'm sorry that you felt that way. They're talking over each other. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that I'm you sorry felt, you that, felt way. that way. Okay. What do you need from Get the shark? What out do of you- my face. <laughs> Person, what do you need from the shark? Let's just, we if we find out what you need, we can move on because this- We need to move on we from said, this. We said that we weren't going to bring this up. It's the one-year-old's birthday party. We're filming it on purpose because we know we're not going to have drama there. So- why are you causing drama by biting someone? And then he's like, don't bite. Don't say bite. Say negative, <laughs> negative feeling, negative feeling. It wasn't a bite. And then everyone's like, stop bleeding. Stop bleeding. And the person's like, I'm trying not to bleed because I know I'm strong. The one thing I'll say is like humans are so fucking stupid. I started turning on like this thriller movie this morning at 10 a.m. Normal thing to do. And it was about hikers like getting injured on a hike that's your fault why did you go on why do you need to do that they're like oh here's a crazy drawbridge should we cross it i guess so why you aren't grateful for the fact that you get to be a living being on this earth you want to test the waters at all times it's like when people say life's too short and that is their motivation to do adventures i'm like no that's my motivation to stay away from adventures yes. i would like to be here as long as possible that's yes. why i'm not gonna go fly like a uh, rat with wings on one of those weird parachute sweatshirts. Also, power to the sharks. They've literally, they just want us to leave them alone and we can do that. Here's a question. What do you think about Katie's season of The Bachelorette? Carol, have you continued watching? I do want to watch because I am excited about the prospect of watching a contestant with a child make it pretty far into a season. And she does seem like someone who's really looking for love. And I, I like that she's a freak, even though if having a vibrator makes you a freak, then that's insane. I think that the low budget COVID protocol bachelor bachelorettes are just inherently lame. But I do love that some of the producers um, that, that are producing the date segment seem to be giving up. For instance, Sophia Cleary, friend of the pod, sent me a picture of a screenshot of an episode where they're having group therapy. So literally the producers put them in a room with chairs in a circle. They look like they're in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Like that was their group date. I'm like, this is like, is ABC going bankrupt? Like we can do more. I haven't watched either. I'm so excited for Bachelor in Paradise. I saw the pictures of the cast um, and that's in August. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to Michelle's season. Sorry, but I've put Katie on the back burner, but I've heard that it's good. So I might delve back in and I apologize that we don't have further thoughts. Okay. Someone wrote in, I'm 38. Do I belong on the apps or maybe match.com? Heart you V much. We heart you too. We heart you too. I'm yes, you belong in the apps. Of course you do. Match.com. I don't, is that like website even up still? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Wasn't think- that an angel fire blog? <laughs> 
Wasn't that a uh, that is askbeings.com and is, you can only get there by using Bing search engine. <laughs> like they used to use. Remember on the original Gossip Girl, they'd be like, "So I binged it" because it was like they were sponsored by Bing.com. That's really really. And they would sad. pull up Bing. So yes, you belong on the apps. Thirty eight is hot. You are young. Please don't ever think you're not. This is why I recommend. It scares me that people think they're old at 38. That is, first of all, you're scaring me. You're scaring. <laughs> to quote to quote Marissa when Ryan is mad that she got wasted, so he's banging the car door on each other. You're scaring me. And then Ryan says, good, because you're scaring me. In which case I say, Ryan, no, you need to calm down because you're a man. In which case I say, Ryan, why are you 45? Speaking of age, and these kids are like supposed to be 16. No offense. Exactly. If It would only be weird if the app was um, with the Laguna Beach or OC children from that show. Also, another question. Ryan, you're poor. Why can you afford a leather jacket then? And a little leather collar. And a little leather collar. Which I think is kind of hot and I always did. Okay. Well, on that topic of being too old for the apps i would like to say that you are absolutely not first of all second i of matched all, with a 45 year old man and i was so bummed he didn't ask me out i was just trying to give my opinion and she really i'm sorry right I, I had a thought and i wanted to jump okay on it. she jumped right in that's like okay. i wanted to jump on that 45 okay. year old man that's okay no that's okay no go ahead go ahead no i just go into the ariana grande whistle that she does I can't do it. Okay. So I want to say that I recommend watching Real Housewives, any franchise, because it's all about how your peak does not come as a woman until you're in your 50s. And I am obsessed with that aspect of the show. They're basically like, oh, cool. Being single. I'll save that until after I've been married three times. And then I'll just be fucking single with two or three kids. Don't even care. Meeting men, going out to bars, clubbing, meeting men, clubbing in a fucking corset, meeting a guy who looks like a pirate, having sex with him. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. The next day, the pirate comes to the house. Your other friend, who's also in her 50s, also has sex with him and says, It's my turn. That is the kind of life I'm looking for in many years from now. So I recommend watching that because it just makes you think, like, Oh, this is not the end for me. Like, these girls, like, like, the youngest they come on the show is like late thirties. And then it's kind of like, well, what are you even doing here? And if they do come on their show in the thirties, people call them things like little girl. And I love that. Wait, what would you pay Devin yes. in dollar amount for footage of Ramona Singer and Sonia Morgan hanging out in their twenties? I wouldn't even want it. Because Why not? I just told you my favorite thing okay, about right. the show is the fact that they're peaking at this age. You're right. In their 20s, I'm bored. I've seen that. What do you mean? I've seen that. I've seen real world. I've seen Jersey Shore. I've seen Florabama Shore. I've seen Siesta Key. I've seen <laughs> Laguna Beach. I've seen the hills. I've seen the city. So yeah, I would say I've seen those teen young 20s shows. Don't care. Want to see you in menopause. So I recommend watching that so you know that like the future is so fucking bright and it's full of men dressed like pirates or women who dress like anything really okay next can slash would you stay friends with someone who doesn't like your significant other honestly yeah yeah unless they are openly talking shit unless they are being rude to your significant other that's a conversation but what i've come to learn about being a sibling a friend is that you will always have opinions about who your friends date you always will I don't know if there's a world that you don't. And you always, 
like analyze certain things. But as I'm constantly reminded, nobody knows what it's like to be in that relationship except that person. And there are also boundaries. So you can tell your friend, like, please don't worry about me. I'm fine. I've told people before, you know, your opinion matters a lot to me. So just like you'll have to keep it to yourself sometimes. Mainly just saying, like, you have to trust, the, give the person, you have to trust your friend to make the right decision. And you can have your opinion, but otherwise they should be treating your partner with, like, respect and love when they see them and kindness. I mean, we've always had opinions about our friends' exes or about our friends' current BFs or husbands. For instance, we all agree that Beth's husband is very attractive. Yeah. And that's hard. That isn't easy. I will say that one of the biggest things I've learned in the past decade of my life, aside from the fact that Carolina had never had a French toast as a shared dish at breakfast. Did you guys know you can order pancakes as for the table? Yes. Pancakes and French toast for the table. Always waffles for the table. Always. Didn't know. Carolina didn't know that. And I learned a lot about her yesterday when I found that out. Another big thing I've learned is that you have no idea how other people's relationships work like judgments on people's relationships are for the most part useless unless something really seems dangerous then it's really important and it can be fun to like talk about exactly other people's relationships but like you really just never know because the amount of times i've thought i knew something about like this relationship is the dream goals relationship i wish i was like them i wish my relationships were like them and then those relationships failed like my parents (laughs) and (laughs) like carolina's like how i felt with my parents when when i was growing up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> goals mom and dad okay goals first of we're all we're going to the goals. finish line you guys guys i really believe in this one don't give it up um we're all having fun right <laughs> and then the amount of times that i've thought this relationship is not great not gonna work i have my judgments i'm trying to feel better about myself by yes. judging them about my own relationship by judging them which i did or about my own being single by judging them then those turn out to be like the most beautiful marriages and unions and they really work for each other. But I just know that I will never know. And I, nothing has meant more to me than the friends like Carolina who have always said throughout all of my relationships, like, just so you know, I won't judge any decision you make. If you stay with this person, if you leave this person, I'll be there for you no matter what, like always prefacing it with that has taught me how to show up with that feeling because in the past I have not shown up with that feeling and I have interjected with opinions that weren't asked for and it was harmful. So now I really try to bring that Carolina energy into relationship talks because the truth is like, I would never stop being friends with someone based on their relationship choices unless they were like, "Uh, I'm actually dating this guy and he believes actually that like there's a satanic cabal in Hollywood. It's something right. called QAnon. And I'm actually like going to go on right along with him. Then I would say, you I know what? Th- Goodbye. think it's important also to be um, there for your friend. If they ever want to talk about their relationship, I had a relationship that was really bad when I was really young. And I remember I had friends who so openly hated the guy that I no longer felt like I could go to them Yeah, because it was like, well, you're dating this guy. Like you're dating this loser. So yes, exactly. He's doing exactly what we thought. Yeah. And it took me a really long time to, um, you know, basically get up the courage to like be single again. But in retrospect, it was really the people who I felt judged me the least that I could go to being like, I really don't think I'm happy here. 
And I I started keeping secrets, which I think is a really dangerous place to be in relationships. Even if the relationship isn't abusive, if it's toxic and you find yourself protecting your partner by refusing to, you know, tell someone that he called you this name or that, you know, whatever, then you're you're making a little bit of a toxic barrier where it's you guys versus the world. And that's not a partnership. That's a weird trauma bonding situation. Yeah. No, I think it's important to note, too, if your partner is trying to, like, turn you against friends, that's never a good thing. The Uh, worst. The worst. And when your partner says, like, well, your friend is treating me this way or they're acting like. Yeah. That's so weird. It's like, be a man. Like, I've stuck around with, you know, my uh, partners have had friends that I haven't liked, but I've never tried to disrupt something that's lasted so much longer than our relationship. Yeah, and I think I really agree with one of the first things Carolina said, which is just like, yes, I would stay friends with someone who didn't like my significant other as long as there was respect there and it wasn't like this person's openly trying to make me or my significant other feel bad about ourselves. Because that's not helpful to anyone. Yeah. I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, so this is an interesting one. My 13-year-old tells me he wants to be a comedian. I am a healthcare professional. Please advise. Tell him to go into healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I I'm just kidding. Obviously, healthcare is the most important, but I think it should always be encouraged to go after long-shot dreams um because they can find a world that um if you want to go into comedy, whether it's stand up, you know, when growing up, I really wanted to be an actress, which is kind of funny looking back on it because I so obviously would rather be a writer. But when you're growing up, you just know which kind of world you want to be in. I wanted to be in the entertainment industry and the the job I saw the most in that industry was acting. So I figured that that's how you get that's your way in is being an actor. And um it really was just by habit that I noticed the thing that I wanted to do actually more than anything was right. I would say give him uh, a bunch of fun things to watch that aren't on TV so he could feel like he's growing some fandom. Maybe ASCAT, the Amy Poehler UCB DVD, introducing them to uh, various forms of comedy, giving them a funny books to read and encouraging them to write, encouraging them to make stuff on their own. And encouraging them to find a community. I think that's the number one thing is find other people you think are funny and work together with them. The cool thing about the internet is it has made the process somewhat democratic where, for instance, when you meet all of the, you know, directors at SNL, not all of them are from L.A. and New York. A lot of them are. (laughs) But a lot of them are from Ohio or wherever. And they have just worked really hard at making stuff from a very young age. Yeah, I guess all I really would say to this is um, we are available to work as managers and we Ooh, are looking for clients now. I would be the worst manager. I would just talk about myself the whole time. You'd be like, oh, kid, back in my day, kid. Back in my day, the SNL directors, they was from New York and Los Angeles. I think my least favorite thing, which is funny because I basically did it right when we answered the question, is when people give kids backup plans. So when someone's like, I want to be the president, and then you say like, well, you can do a lot of things. You could be a journalist, or if you didn't, if you didn't make it to the presidency, you could also be a congressman. Just say, just be president. They'll figure it out. No, I also would say, though, like one of the things I'm most grateful for in my life is the extent to which my parents made me feel like I could do whatever I wanted and they would support me career wise, like whatever you're interested in. And I think that really changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, Although I do wish I had like a more interesting origin story where I could be like, yeah. And then my mom said, if you're not going to be a doctor, you can't be in this family. And I said, these hands aren't meant for operating. They're meant for typing. Your mom, who's a novelist, who will try to learn new instruments in her free time. Yeah, she learns instruments. Famously. She, I was thinking the other day, like, my mom actually has successfully, because I, I am trying to learn one single hobby, which is decoupage, which she does. And I'm like, she's actually successfully learned so many fucking hobbies. Like, she learned how to play the banjo. She learned how to sew. 
She learned how to train dogs on YouTube and now she's like an amazing trainer and she won an agility, a virtual agility tournament with my dog, Eddie. And she... I didn't know that. Taught, I know. He can only do virtual tournaments because he's aggressive and he can't go in public. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. And then she learned how to do decoupage on glass and she's been like teaching me how to do it. It's really fucking hard, but I love it. I think that's really inspiring. And I think both of our moms have a similarity, which makes sense that they're similar and we're friends, but they're both very curious people. They're very interested people. Yeah, I also, I think like that makes sense for me because when I was a kid, I did have uh, multiple Sims house go- houses going at once and they all had dogs in them. So it was a lot of work, but I did it anyway. So I think that makes sense. It makes sense for me because um, from a very young age, I decided to try every variety of eating disorder I could right. find. And, and it's not easy because, you know, if, you, if you're not friends with other girls who have eating disorders, you have to find out a lot of info on your own. On your own, yeah. And so, yes, I would go to Barnes & Noble and spend an afternoon reading diet magazines yep. and um, ramp up any advice they gave me to make it as sickly as possible and attack my body from the inside. Um I wouldn't recommend that. Instead of planning for a future case of osteoporosis, I could have, I don't know, read more, pursued um, more adventures and learning about comedy. But instead, I really um, wanted to be like my heroes, Gilda Radner. And yeah, it makes sense for me that I am a curious person, too, because I did once in high school realize that I was driving behind my crush and I did like drive up um, his cul-de-sac to where he lived. And I did just like then realize what was the plan, what could even possibly I have been thinking like there's nothing there's simply nothing I can do from here. And then I did just continue driving and turn around and drive home. Um, so I think that speaks to how like I've learned how to be like really a seeker. I think I'm a seeker. I too am a seeker like this one time when I was um, 13 years old at the W Hotel and me and my friends saw a minor actor from the movie Clueless go into the elevator. So we followed him in giggles the whole time. Then when he got out of his floor, my friend said, no, Carolina. And I followed him down to his room. Then he went inside and I turned around and um, went down the elevator. Okay. So now who in Clueless was this? Hold. (laughs) First, we're learning that she was... Inches from stardom when she happened to be at an indie concert while NYC prep was filming. Then we hear that she's inches from stardom when she meets this clueless guy. Uh, hey, whoever wrote in about your kid wanting to be a star, you asked the wrong gals because Carolina was so fucking close and somehow blew it. So his name was Breckenmeyer. He played the stoner who's dating Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. That guy? Yeah. I love that guy. I know. I follow him down the hallway. He's not a minor character. I love him. Okay. Well, the funny thing is that later in my early 20s, I was at a club called the Boom Boom Room in New York City. <sighs> I saw a lot there that I wish I could unsee. And um, I saw Brecken Meyer just hanging out. And I thought, oh, I wish I could come up to you and say, hey, remember that 30 t- 13 year old almost followed you to your hotel room and you were probably scared? That was me. <laughs> so. Now that I've Googled Breckenmeyer, I unfortunately have all of the actors from Clueless as they currently stand um, up on my Google image. And it's very disturbing to see Christian, a.k.a. the hot gay guy whose real name is Justin Walker and um, who now... Does he look bad? I mean, he doesn't What's look he like up Christian. To? What's he up to? What's he up to? Check the Instagram. I know it's scary, but just check it. We're, we're checking the Instagram. It's buffering. And it's loading and we're wondering, is he a Trump supporter? Is he a Trump supporter? Is he a Trump supporter? That's generally how I feel. 
I will say that Jeremy Sisto, um, aka Elton, um, who famously we oh, yeah. think has a crush on Ty, but in fact has a crush on Cher. Yeah. He and famously says, do you know who my dad is? And yeah. tries to make out with Cher. And I'm very impressed that Cher does not find him attractive because he is objectively so hot. I yeah. saw him in Los Feliz once and he's really attractive. He's a deeply, deeply attractive man. He can still get it. He probably he can looks, get it faster no, he than looks, he could have gotten it. In I know. I was going to say he looks like a type that would age more into hotness a la uh, Benicio Del Toro. So I can see that. Um and on that note, that was really enlightening, I'm sure, for a lot of people. And if you felt attacked, we would like to please ask you to instead refer to it as an incident. Please say you felt incidented. Yes. And when you are writing about this in your review of the True Romance pod on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, please write, I just had a negative experience. Don't say that we attacked you. You don't have to say that we're dreadful either. Just say like it felt uncomfortable maybe that's a better way to say that and we really appreciate again a full year of listening to us talk about this fucking hoopla we We love you guys and i love you Devin. all right i love you too somehow still after all this time um and we will (laughs) catch you you next time time. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.